I took my love and I took it down. I traded Toronic for a first round pick. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw my reflection in a, in a really long build. Oh, I like your Oh, yeah, so that works too. No, I mean, they're kind of the opposite of each other. I think a Stanley Cup is possible, though. With this <laughs> not roster, this, not this season, baby. Maybe not this year. Definitely so, not this year. I'm sorry to let a lot of you down. I know you guys thought we were early cup contenders. <laughs> I don't really see that I happening mean, now. Mathematically, it's still possible. You're like, you know, that meme of Charlie from It's Always Sunny, where he's got like all the like exactly. conspiracy theory in the background. You're like, look, if they lose this game and this happens, yep, um, then it'll work. And, Welcome. And the Pittsburgh Penguins somehow all get genocided, and mm-hmm. the Cosby Islanders... gets old yellered. <laughs> old yellered taken outside the back of PPG Arena. PPG Paints. He's getting pretty old now. <laughs> About that time. <laughs> Isn't Malkin older than him? I think so. Yeah, I think Malkin was. Yeah, I think I he's think about he a year was, older. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, they drafted and developed that entire core. And I'm like, Crosby, first overall. Malkin, second overall. Flurry, first overall. No oh. shit, you're going to have a great core. <laughs> like, I mean, hey, there are teams which have done that exact same thing and fumbled the bag. Edmonton Oilers. Oilers. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking Hi, at you, Edmonton. Hi, friends. Welcome to 313 Hockey. <sighs> we are going to put this entire league on notice today. Because this is our godfather. This is our Citizen Kane. This is going to be quite a hefty episode. Girthy. Apparently a lot of things have happened. Girthy. We're going to get a well-endowed episode today. Cut or uncut. (laughs) Oh, you know how we do. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Culture Um, like head cheese? Oh, no. I said said, uh, kosher. But yeah. (laughs) All right. Wait. There's a lot we got to get through. Why are we kosher? Because <laughs> I'm blessed. Because I got blessings coming my way. Oh my god. I'm doing the prayer emoji right now. I hate it. Oh. I'm s- luckily for everybody listening, I'm the only one who has to look at Jake. <laughs> Everett probably will too. Oh yeah, that's some news. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, we have some news. So, before we get started, hold on, let me do a corporate voice. Um, we got a little housekeeping to do before we get started today. Uh, so. If everyone could just turn their cameras on, you know, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, it doesn't look like your mic's on. Ma- Ma- Maddie, Maddie, could you try again? Are you there? Hello? Oh, I think she must be having some oh issues here. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Just having some some tech issues. <laughs> some Zoom difficulties. Some difficulties. I can't Speaking of difficulties. VPN. Yeah. So, um, anyway, after a lot of talking and some delineation and some some conversations have been had um we have decided to hire a new editor welcome everett to the team Uh, everett when you are inevitably listening to and editing this uh, we want you to know that we love you and we're very happy to get started um it's kind of weird having everett do the editing because he's just like a very beautiful man and kind of looks like tom hardy he just is bringing a new element to this podcast and you know Instead of you know we have that cool logo with the skyline and what I if like we just logo. what if we just had our new logo three one three hockey and it's Everett. I like him. He's the I face. spent money on that logo. <laughs> you think I really want our logo to be Everett? 
I do personally. I shit, I'd do Everett as a logo, but you do. The thing is, we don't want to have the most handsome logo in the league because Everett's like that... handsome Squidward, <laughs> <laughs> but like unironically. I think that Everett looks like um, looks like Tom Hardy. Yeah, he I does. I stand by that. Uh, anyway, anyway, we're blessed to have him. We could talk about Everett all day. But we really he's could. Going, he's going to be doing a lot of our audio edits for the show. Uh, we're very excited to have him on. Um, and what does this mean for Tom? Tom is still involved to an extent. Uh, old Yeller. Be, <laughs> <laughs> old Yeller him. Uh, <laughs> Tom will be moving on to um, different opportunities within three one three hockey. We love him, and yeah, we wish him the best. <laughs> okay, our our goodbye message to Tom is similar to um, what Stevie Y said about Verona. <laughs> oh my god! We wish him I all the best. Uh, but his time here, or I guess it's not as harsh as Stevie was about Brian. Yeah, no. Okay, so that actually brings an important point up. Yes. Let's do a ho- totally normal transition. Cool. Things have happened over the last week. A lot. But the most important thing of them all. Is Ernie is back. Adam Ernie's back, baby. We never doubted him. I was going to talk about... Um, the Wings and their new players, their new system they have going on. There's been a very large change. I don't know if anybody's noticed, but there's been a, been a couple things that have moved around. Um, Something happened. Kind of news to me. The Wings mm-hmm. signed a very important player. Alexandre Doucet. Alexander oh. Doucet. Yeah. He... Is the face of this franchise? He's no. the one. He's the no. contract we've we've all been waiting no, on. No, the face for of the years. franchise is JVR. Change my mind. Holy shit! What a legend! I can't. I, Red Wings so legend. Any anytime that somebody, somebody in new heaven. <laughs> oh my god! No, somebody new asked me who my favorite Red Wing of all time is. I'm gonna say James Van Riemsdyk. I want to get a James Van Riemsdyk jersey. Do Honestly, it. like if if any. Listener slash simp wants to purchase a James Van Riemsdyk jersey for the league uh, for 313 Hockey. A Red Wings jersey. Would, a Red Wings jersey. I would very much appreciate it. I think it would be really fun to wear. Um, but anyway, we'll talk a little bit about James Van Riemsdyk shortly. I'm very excited to get to that because that is one of the most confusing and confounding stories I've ever seen it's not in my coverage. It's not that crazy. It's, it's, it's goofy and it talks – it's. We it says a here. lot about the Flyers. We love it. I, Wait, I think, what does that say about the Flyers? You know what? We may as well just talk about it now. Yeah, let's talk so, about it. James Van Riemsdyk is a forward for the Philadelphia Flyers. Ex-Red um, Wing. Ex-Red Wing legend. Because for seven whole minutes during the trade <laughs> deadline, seven minutes in heaven, <laughs> we all thought that the Red Wings had made a move to sign James Van Riemsdyk. Well, that's what was announced. It's mm-hmm. not like we all, you know... Yeah, Elliot Friedman said it was happening. Some chick named all... Shayna, who's an insider that I've never heard of. <laughs> no, all really, these people... she's a new insider. She... You know I her? think she works for The Athletic, yeah. yeah. So she um, covered the Rangers and the Devils as a freelancer Ooh. for a while. Yeah. Which, that sounds like a lot of conflict of interest, like, personally. Um, she might as well just cover the Islanders too while she's at she, it. But she churns content out like crazy. So and she uh, broke this uh, trade. Okay, go on. Well, it's a legend trade. So it's not um, a legend. We learned this at like I don't know. It's like 
I want to say like 2.39. So trade deadline ends at 3 p.m. And I, we're all yeah. like, our first reaction, everybody's first reaction was like, what the hell? James Van Riemsdyk, for the record, is about 33. He's on an expiring deal making $7 million a year. And the Flyers wanted a third round pick out of him. So after seeing all of the other moves that like Iserman made, which again, we'll get to later, you know, Bertuzzi, Hironic, you name it. You get this trade idea and we're all left wondering like, okay, what did that cost? Why are we doing this? What the hell's the point of this? I was down for the cause. I thought it was pretty dope. Honestly, like I looked into James Van Riemsdyk a little bit. That guy's, that guy's based. <laughs> but Jake looking into him is searching his name on Twitter and finding a, um, an LGBTQ positive tweet. Actually, technically, somebody sent it to me, but they wow. said he he was like, Jake hey, it's more, it. he was more, I, what I really liked about him is that he's like, oh, you know, like, I believe in these causes. And instead of right. just wearing like rainbow tape on his stick, he's like, no, I'm going to actually do something. I'm going to get like people in the community to add these games. And I don't know, even, even if you're that. like, even if you're not like big on the whole, um, you know, like, even if you're not passionate about pride, I guess I'll say. Like, the fact that this guy's willing to go above and beyond to get a community involved with mm. an organization shows, like, good leadership and, you know, all of those other platitudes. Just a good person. Anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. And or, we have guys um, who would refuse to wear a Pride jersey, so every every player that we have to counteract those guys, I right. think it's good for Yeah. So, I was thinking to myself, because he's, he's a big, like... James Van Riemsdyk is like a net front presence guy. You know, he like blocks the puck. He'll tip things in. He kind of does like that boneless Tomas Holmstrom thing. Um, boneless. <laughs> but our hopes were dashed just seven minutes later <laughs> when we found out that Steve Eiserman pulled out. Pullout game, kind of he, strong. He's got remarkably strong pullout game. And now for the Flyers. JVR was a must sell. This was the one guy where they're like, okay, even if we don't get everything else together, even if we're like, you know, we fumble the bag on a lot of trades, we can at least sell JVR and get something in return. Yeah. And Chuck Fletcher, manager of the Flyers, was left holding the bag. Holding at his bag. Mm -hmm. Holding these nuts. Yeah, that sucks. I do not envy the Flyers and their long, arduous rebuild they're about to go under. The Flyers or the Red Flyers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jake just uh, sipped his tea. Don't worry, we'll it's get to be that an too. But anyway, it's gonna James be James Van Riemsdyk, rest in peace. You will be missed. You will be the most missed Red Wing of this trade deadline, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I remember the moment I became a James Van Riemsdyk fan. I also I could, remember that. That was a really beautiful time in my development. Let's let's take a moment of silence to remember the many highlight of JVR. Okay, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> All right, let's get into the thick of it. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about the the so, real the real deals. Like Alexandre Doucet. Yes, the like Alexander Doucet. The most important signing of that day. Um, we no, haven't they, even they talked about... Like, if you think about it, everything that took place this week, it seems for us like it's weeks old. Like, old fucking news. Patrick Kane? That happened years ago. Larkin mm -hmm. extension? I I was a child at the time when that happened, and now I am a full-fledged woman with titties and... <laughs> I was a 401k, like, a Rob look at you Ray. <laughs> Yeah. Real talk, though, I, I officially got news that I'm going to start my job. 
but congratulations maddie all right everybody let's give a round of applause for maddie oh no i forgot how to do it oh no oh no i had the thing and i forgot how to do it now you just have to clap please okay fine like wow jake you're so good i got i got some power with my hands they got a real echo to them Jesus anyway, Christ. congrats to Maddie. Congrats to Alexandra Doucet. And congrats to Dylan Larkin. Got that bag. Finally got his bag. Eight years, $8.7 a year. Now, we haven't really done much contract speculation on here. One, because Never. I think it's boring as all hell. And two, because if you really wanted to hear like a bunch of people talk about numbers over and over and over. like Sesame you know, Street. They, literally right there. Like, do you really want to hear me go, oh, is he deserving of 8.75 or 8.5? No, he's deserving of $8.7 million a year. Why? Because it says so, okay? Because he good with Puck. That's he why make Puck go good. He make Puck go net. And that's why he deserves almost $9 million a year. And the cap is going up over and over and over. So, like... <laughs> allegedly. It's allegedly. Hey, what's his name? Elliot Friedman said cap a couple weeks ago. No cap, like, cap. like cap? He, tweeted out, he tweeted out like cap going up next year, but he hit enter too fast. Oh so my said, god! <laughs> I love that man. Elliot Friedman is like my quasi dad. He's like he's everybody's Canadian father. Yeah, you know who I really like? I really like Ray Ferraro. I don't know. He's fine. I like Kevin he's Weeks. Goofy. Kevin Weeks is funny. He's a legend. Yeah, you know who I Kevin also? Weeks. You know who I also love? John Bucci Gross. Because when I was a teenager, he would always be adding me. Like, I would tweet at him all the time, and we had, like, rapport. Whoa, so I know. That's cool. And this was before, like, this was when he was just doing his, like, college hockey OT stuff. And he you should didn't, tweet at him. He wasn't a big wig on on the networks like he's doing now. No, he's gone, he's gone Hollywood now. <laughs> he deserves it. That's a good dude. He's. Yeah, I have a good. list on my phone. Of I'm pretty sure the title of it is Men Who Are Good Dudes and Deserve Love. And it's just a, a list of men who I don't think suck. Has Steve Eisman made that list? He is on the list. I think he's on the top. Hold on. Let me open the list. I'm pretty sure you're on the list. Yeah. You, you're a, sne- a, a sleeper. <laughs> I also... A generational talent. I ge- round <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the first thing, the first note that came up when I opened my phone is things men do which turn me off. And there are a few things I just... Ooh, ooh read a couple of those. You want to... Okay. Um, likes Joe Start. Rogan and or Barstool Sports. <laughs> Spits on the ground. Ooh. Uses really bad grammar slash spelling slash doesn't know the difference between your and your. Oh, is a picky bad. eater. Oh, if a man is a picky eater, I'm like, grow the fuck up. What do you mean by picky? You're like, oh, I only want chicken tendies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like, I don't like pickles. I don't like broccoli. I don't like a sp- Shut the fuck up and eat your vegetables, bitch. <laughs> um, doesn't offer to hold something for me or open a door for me. And that's like, that's rare that they do do it. But when they don't do it, I'm like, oh. It's like that, I see. The feminism leaving your body when you oh when a dude god. doesn't hold the door open. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh, so, so, okay. Back to yeah. the list. Let me see. Men, what... men who deserve... What, what, what was it? Men who aren't bad? Oh yeah, hold on. Men I love and are good dudes. That's Steve Eiserman is number 11. Mm. Other notable Detroit sports 
people or just sports people who made the list. Matthew Stafford, Jamal Williams, Dan Campbell, um, Ken and Mick, they collectively share one line. Oh, so this is like a regularly updated list. I haven't updated it since February 13th, so almost a month. Oh. Shaq is on my list. I love that man. Yeah, all of those all those dudes I just listed. Jake, you're you're one line above Steve Eiserman. Yeah, but baby. One, but one below Pedro Pascal. Oh, I mean, I understand. Like, look at him. I know. I know. <laughs> Shaq is at the bottom of the list. <laughs> it's a mix between, like, my male friends and family members. And then just... Me and my, my very good friend, John Bucci Gross. <laughs> Bucci Gross. Bucci Gross. Sorry, I don't eat a lot of chicken parm. Anyway. What? Well, yeah, doesn't that his whole thing? Is he, like, I know. eats why a bunch of chicken why parm? Why don't you? I've just, like... I don't know. It's like spaghetti and chicken to me. Like, I haven't had, What's like... What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, like, if I want spaghetti, I'll eat spaghetti. If I want chicken, I'll eat chicken. But having them together? What the Integrating fuck? them? All right, Jake. Anyway, I haven't had it before. You've never had chicken parm? I've had it, like, once, maybe, but it was, like, you I'll know, one of those... I'll make it for you. Yeah, all right. I make a good, I, a mean chicken parm. One that I would yeah. make for Johnny... B. You know, Johnny B. <laughs> Do you know what I'm doing right now? Wanking. I'm baking bread. I'm at the third day of raising the leaven. Leaven? Leaven. Leaven. And I'm going to bake it today. Oh, God. Jake's going through a breakup. Going. He's, in, he's in the making bread stage of the breakup. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? okay, guys. I'm normal. I'm, I'm great. What kind of bread? Um, it better be a sourdough or don't even talk to me. It's Czech bread. It is Eastern oh, shut European the fuck style. Up. That's right. You're That's so gonna be annoying. Popping. Czech bread. I've made it many times before, but oh. um, yeah. for all your other breakups. Uh, well, I used to bake it all the time in college, and then I just kind of stopped because I had an ex that would like yell at me when I would bake bread. So for what? Um, she thought it was distracting. She gluten intolerant. What distracting to what? <laughs> She a reason to yell at me about everything. Is this the one who um, made this the Chevy the drank, entrance? This is the one who drank a gallon of milk every week. Oh my god. She'd walk around with the jug just taking pulls. No, <laughs> this is not real. No, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Where is serious. she from? Fenton. Oh, she's from Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway. Um... Enough is Let's enough. Can we about, please yeah. talk about Adam Ernie? Like, oh my I have God. been itching. I've been holding out on this for so long. I have had an itch that needs to be scratched, and that itch is Adam and that Ernie. That itch's name? Adam Ernie. <laughs> I missed him. I'm so glad that he's back. Also, it was really nice to see Nadelkovic back, even though he didn't play. He may play today. Uh, time of recording. We're going to play the Flyers this evening. Um, maybe we'll see him. I mean, who fucking cares at this point? Not to be, not to be Yeah, we're dramatic. kind of at the fuck it part of the season. I'm at the fuck it part of the season. Just let Ned play. We all love him. And at, even if he I, gets shelled. I'm just in it for the vibes at this point. Like, you know, I want I want some young call-ups. I want yeah, some, Yeah, Ben Chiasson. Isn't it first name Ben? Alex Chiasson. Alex? Chiasson? I, don't I don't know. They always pronounce it's, his name differently. And then there's going to be one guy who calls him Chai Asin. 
Ugh. Yeah, but anyway, he got signed. Alex Chason got signed for a one-year, $750,000-a-year contract. He is going to be our fill-in with our recent departures. He's there our are... fuck-it-we-ball player. He's old. He is our fuck-it-we-ball player. He's old and hasn't had a lot of NHL experience, so I feel like... It's it's kind of when like when the team is down by so much and they pull the emergency backup goalie just so they like the local hero so they can just have some ice time. That's kind of how they I feel about it. Yeah. He's so you're you're calling him like Rudy. He's our Rudy. <laughs> yeah. No, he seems cool. Like he played fine yesterday against the Isles as well as anyone could in that fucking game. Um he played with Edmonton for a bit, I think. He was in the AHL this this most recent yes. year, and he's been kind of crushing it there. So, like, it's a one-year, one-way deal. If he winds up playing like shit, they can just wave him, and there's, like, not really a commitment to it. This is like your, uh, like, when in doubt booty call. You know what I mean? Like, right. Oh, when you're out of options. Bar. Right. But you're like, ah, they'll hit, they'll let me hit. (laughs) You have like this guy from your past who you know is like old and mature that will take care of you in some way, (laughs) but you're not expecting too much. So if it goes south, it's all right. And he can talk French with uh, Perron. He's also this guy. What we should do? I've decided from now on when players come in, we should psychoanalyze them like it's like a dating, like dating. Oh god. So for example. Um, moving on from Philip Peronic oh, wow. was like your steady, you know, fairly consistent, um, significant other. Maybe he let you down here and there, but Phil? like for the most part, Are you yeah. About Phil? The th- yeah. Well, the thing about Phil in our relationship that really is disappointing for me is to see how much growth he has had in this last season, and we know his potential. But the thing is. This is what happened to Phil. There was this bombshell out in Vancouver, right? Like the hottest chick you've ever seen. And at that point, like I would feel bad holding him back to not be with that woman Mm. because she's just so hot and she wants him. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm happy for him that he's going to be with this amazing, hot, beautiful woman who really wanted him. But I, I understand that it is kind of my loss. You know what I'm saying? For me, I see Hironic as like, you know, he was the guy who you asked to do a lot more than he was capable of. Like, you knew his limitations. That's every guy. And And yet, like, you know, early on in the relationship, you expected him to do a lot more. And he wasn't really up to the task. And, you know, that's fine. You you think so? um, I think Hironic, you know, like, they they used to play him on, like, the top pairing. Yeah, and he killed it. no, he would get nuked. This like, season with Mo? No, no, no. I'm saying a couple years ago. No, like, no, 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 no. I, what have you done for general? lately, baby? Oh, see, I'm t- I'm I'm doing the whole relationship because I think Veronica's mm. been long enough, been around long enough where I can get the lore. You know, mm, um, we've been dating lore. for a while, yeah. and you know, he just I always ask him to do more than he was than it was expected of him. Right. He wasn't able to do it all, but, you know, he tried his best. He and was I think being that held him... back, though, by his friends around him, you know? He got mean? he got into a really toxic, some toxic <laughs> So friendship. toxic, so fucking. And then, you know what? He had a friend that really helped him with, like, self-improvement, and right. he, was, he was, the relationship was amazing for a while. It was flourishing. It brought out the best in him. He but could the thing be is, his best self. The problem that I see is, like, you know, he, if he has to depend on his friends all the time mm. to be successful, like, you know, who is Philip Peronic deep down? 
And so I think that this Vancouver journey is going to be really good for him. I think he's going to be able to reconnect with himself, mm. maybe like meet the right kind of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going to put him in a good position. I wish him the best, but I yeah. think it was a mutual thing. And I think it was time to move on. The offer was too good to say no. Mm-hmm. I can't blame him. Anyway, well, for all of you without Steve. the subtext, Philip Peronic was traded to the Vancouver Canucks. I think they got it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure they got yeah. it. Well, you know, we got to get on the nitty gritty. Fine, too. give um, him the gritty. So it is Hironic in the four and a 20, 2023 fourth round pick for a 2023 first round pick, originally the New York Islanders pick, and a 2023 second round from Vancouver. Very crazy. Did not see that one coming. Actually, the Canucks after those are two, out of their fucking minds. The Canucks are, might be the most soup brained like organization of the league. Like, I, I don't know. Don't know what's what, going on. The Canucks are like the what are we? Of what are we? You just, you just want to know what the hell the game plan is because they just do not. They're never consistent with their moves. They're like, okay, Bo Horvat's gone. We got a bunch of draft capital. Cool. It looks like there's a rebuild happening, and then it's like, nope. I'm gonna flip that to get Philip Peronic. They really wanted him. I didn't realize All they guys. fiended for him so bad. I know, you know they're thirsty for him. You know what's hilarious, too, is it cost more to get Philip Peronic than it did to get Jacob Chickren. I was just about to say that. <laughs> and Verona. And Verona. Oh, we have no. That... Okay, time to talk um, about our next ex. Yeah, so actually, it's really funny that you mentioned this. Um, Nick Alberga, our number one <laughs> Jacob Verona super fan, I love messaged that us oh. and asked to come back on the show. Not only did he ask, he begged to come on the show. <laughs> it's true. He's like... This is the best podcast I've ever been on. I feel really heard and respected. And he just wanted to see Jake's shining face again. And I don't blame him. You know, I have a golden retriever smile. And you have and, a haircut now, too. He doesn't and even I know about that. Very nice haircut. Don't I bet say you really Nick, if you're listening to this, He's I hope you're looking forward awesome. to seeing my haircut. He needs, to, he needs to get out of like toxic leaves media. He's trying to like he, needs to he kind of is Leafs toxic leaves media. I what? gotta say, he is toxic leaves media. <laughs> he totally like, is. Look- He's I I look at his tweets, man, and I'm like, this man is cooking some fucking chef boy RD expired from 2002, man. He was That's tweeting like, cooking. um, so Rasmus Sandin, who is a yes. defenseman that played at the Leafs, was traded yes. to Washington, yep. and he immediately gets three points in his first game. And he's just constantly tweeting out, like, all of the stats and all the oh goals. Oh, my God. With, like, crying, laughing emojis. He's so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> that last episode is like a character study. I mean, like a fever dream almost. What are you talking about? Like, listening to parts of that interview again, I was like... I know. How many times did he say, yeah, I just want to thank you, you guys for the opportunity so to nice. defend myself. I had to be like, bro, you didn't answer the question at all. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm, I gotta I'm keep too, us um, together. And Maddie's like the like confrontational one, and I'm hey. the nice one. We're good cop, bad cop. I'm confrontational. <laughs> What do you mean by that? You got a problem with that? Yeah, what's the problem, Jake? (laughs) Go on. I'm like, um, you know that Always Sunny where it's like honey and vinegar realty? Fuck you. And like Dennis and Mac. I'm honey. I want to be Dennis is like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. And Mac's like sizing the guy up. That's you. I don't want to be that. 
I've been calling people bozo lately. Bozo, um, that's a good insult. You know what I've been doing lately? Instead of giving that? someone the finger when they're like being an asshole in the driving, I give them a really sarcastic thumbs up, and it pisses them off way more. Oh, they get so angry about thumbs and up. And I am like, good job, good job. I go, yay, <laughs> look at you. Look at you. Sometimes, Jake, you, you get into this Miss Doubtfire voice. <laughs> Look at you! Oh, darling! Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. care of you. <laughs> I think I could do a good like Mrs. Doubtfire. You actually can't. Okay, can we talk about Verona now? Yeah. Speaking of I Mrs. Guess. Doubtfire. <laughs> All right. Here's the here's our relationship with Verona. So we got into a relationship with Jacob and. In the beginning, we all thought he was the best thing since sliced bread. He's really, you know, showing that he has the potential to be a great partner. And through some unfortunate series of events, he kind of, you know, he was going through some things that, but we didn't get all the information. He just went away, but we knew he could be so great. So it was really he sad. He He, he kind of ghosted us. But we uh, had some compassion because we knew he was going through something. So we were just trying to ride it out, right? And then we we heard that his evil mother doesn't want him to stay with us anymore, even though he wants to. So he had to end up leaving for almost nothing. Um, mm-hmm. And we just knew that the potential was so good and that makes it so much sadder. He, to me, like... I just I keep thinking that if things were different, if, if there were just different were circumstances, different, we could be happy. And now but, I feel like I don't have closure in this relationship because no, I'll never I'm left know. yearning. I'm left yearning and I'll never really know what happened. And that hurts. That hurts. I don't want to say like he's an I could fix him, but like he is an I could fix, fix him for him. someone else. I don't else. know what I what can I do for you, you know? Right, like I just right. I just wish that I could I wish you would just open up to me. Tell me what's wrong. I know, I know. But I don't think he can. I think his mom would swoop in. He and... went to the Blues for an AHL forward and a seventh round pick with I... 50% salary retained. I know. It's like... I think what, what was especially do... weird yeah. to me about like that whole thing was the press conference afterwards. With Stevie. Yeah. Like yeah. when they talked about him, it was like very... HR, Goodbye. Very like. Well, whatever know, he did was bad on. enough that we wanted to get rid of him and retain his salary just so he doesn't play here anymore. So, and bad enough that Stevie couldn't even fleece another team to like give him. Do you? More. Do you think we'll ever know like what happened? <sighs> Maybe at some point. I feel like it has to. Like at the, I don't know. I feel like. He, I I honestly don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we'll know, but I and like you know the the gossip in me wants to know what happened, right? The the little drama fiend, but like you know, it's not our business too. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. This whole trade deadline's just been like the weirdest trade deadline I've, I think I've ever seen. I've also it's that, but I've also seen like the the worst, most rancid, fucking cursed tweets from our fans. That I have ever seen. I tweeted, like, on, I think, the day before the trade deadline. 
um, that's the worst I've ever seen the timeline. And then people were bringing up like Lions games where we got fleeced by the refs. And it, that is not as bad as how I saw the timeline this week. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Elaborate. On what? The the rancid energy. Like what, what made it so bad? Everyone... Was it for no, it was everything. It was a culmination of all of that and people just freaking the fuck out. Fans saying they don't want to be a fan of the team anymore. Because of the moves, a lot of people were saying that, saying they don't want to be fans anymore because of the moves that were made, saying that Stevie doesn't know what he's doing, Um, basically just throwing in the bucket. Like, I don't think that's the expression, but you know what I'm saying. I'm going to put on my kid gloves here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to dip them in cotton candy so they're nice and soft. Um, Still sounds like pedophilia. I'm trying to think of, like, how to make this, like, as... um, gentle as possible oh what are you guys um hockey is a business oh no people aren't gonna want to hear that sometimes that means that people come and go and it is unfortunate (laughs) i think are you you are absolutely entitled to mourn the loss of your favorite player and i think that anybody who will clown on you for that is also wrong i agree because we we all grieve in our own ways um yes some of us like to you know go full doomer mentality and like want to abandon the team others um like me become so delusionally positive that there is i can frame any situation any bad trade i can make automatically a good one i i I can do it okay right now bench go well the thing is a bench (laughs) rock oh no (laughs) they signed him for some some heaviness some defensive depth yeah and you know on paper right now it might seem like a bad move but as the cap continues to go up and the oh roster gets God. better they can play Sherat with less pressure so there's less uh onus on him to do anything big well that's the thing they're afraid to put him any lower than the second line even though he doesn't deserve to even be or the second yeah. defense pairing i think you put him on third pairing and he's automatically one of the best third pairing defensemen in the league okay and but they're not doing that right now. So, my it's Steve Eiserman. I know you're listening to this. And come on Derek the pod. Lund. First off, come on the pod. Uh, we loved having you last time and the time before that. Um, and then when you came over for dinner, and when you had dinner with us, the Hanukkah special that was a great <laughs> one. Um, but anyway, me, Stevie Y, and D Mac all having Hanukkah, <laughs> to- toasting our latkes in the air. I feel like Stevie Y would be a sour cream topper for yeah, latkes, and D-Mac would be ketchup. <laughs> True Canadian man right there. True, uh, he's not Sudbury. He's, no, um, he's from BC, remember? BC, that's right. That's yeah. a BC boy move. <laughs> I don't know what I, I would do. I would have applesauce. Applesauce is was, the correct answer. That's the best answer, right? Finally, like, you're an ally. <laughs> Finally, you're done spinning slurs. <laughs> Jake saves Hanukkah 2023. Um, uh, anyway, should, special. Um, back on the, the, the point I was trying to make is basically like everybody grieves in their own way. Everybody's oh, yeah. sad. But this is like it's like getting out of a relationship. You know, you are allowed yeah. to mourn and grieve. Yeah. But eventually you're going to need to move on. I'm trying not to be a bitch right now because I'm not not being mean. No, you're not. You're being nice. And if I may, um, and I may because this is our podcast. Um, 
I feel, and just, I'm speaking from personal experience, right? When I was a teenager or like a kid, I've, I've seen some of my best or like my favorite guys be traded. Besides, obviously, we're blessed to have dudes like Lidstrom, Zetterberg, and Datsuk, who luckily all David played there. And, shut up. They're Daniel in- Alfredson. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, I'm saying those guys, they were my favorites, and they played their entire career in Detroit. But I have seen other favorites of mine as a kid get traded, and that broke me. You know, yeah, like, Fedorov. I mean, that yeah. like, crushed me as a child. Yeah. So, like, even DMAC got traded. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to learn over time and I, I talked, I mean, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, like when we thought Adam Ernie was going to get dealt. So I tried to like him less. It's like, you know, that they can get traded. So I try to like detach myself, but some people I've noticed with certain players are in this crazy parasocial relationship. It's more than just being your favorite player. They think that they're like, I, I can't explain the phenomenon. Friends. Yeah, and just like it's honestly I, I think, some psycho shit. And I, I know I said if, I was gonna not be like rude, but some I'm I'm not I'm not saying like everybody, but some people yeah. lose their shit and like are really grieving the loss of like a, a friend. And, I, and, yeah, and, and people can do that if they want. But I'm just saying, like mentally, I have learned and can recommend try not to get as attached to players because they can always leave. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I and like So you don't get hurt. Yeah, don't just just get yourself all nice and jaded. You're just you're going to get hurt yeah. sooner or later. It's like assume dating. That, it's like dating. Assume everybody will leave at some point. Sorry, that's my divorce kid like no, advice it's true. right there, but like <laughs> It's true. Both Jake and I are children of divorce and that's the best way. Maybe, all maybe good things come like, to an end. Maybe that's why we're like um more I don't know, prepared for this. Cause a lot of these people probably still have loving families and stuff. And you know, like, <laughs> like good childhoods. And so they see something bad happen and they're like, what? I don't know how to deal with the loss. I know. I get it. I get it. I, I understand like being upset, but if you are going through the likes of a player on Twitter, well, that there might be, it might like, be, it might be time to hit the log out button and writing like soliloquies for them saying how you're going to miss them and how miss much the smell of their hair. <laughs> but like, I okay. remember the time he said, excuse me, when we were in the hallway. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that time where you accidentally shot the puck at the glass where I was standing at warm ups. Oh, no. <laughs> no, okay, now I'm being, I'm exaggerating. and You kept giving me the middle finger during practice, and I know what that meant. That meant one day you'd lift up your ring finger, and I could put a wedding ring on you. Oh, my God. No, it just makes me sad to see people get so twist-turned upside down. And I, I, I want to say, like, that's bad, but what's worse are the people that are, like, replying and being like, get over it. Like, oh yeah, so that's crazy right. too. Being so sensitive, people can do whatever they want. All I'm saying is, it has helped me not to become as attached to the players because then, it, when they leave, I can not be crushed. Yes, that's how so, I feel too. That's all. Um, ta-da! All right, Larkin has been extended. We talked about that. Yes. We talked a little bit about being attached to players that have to leave. We, we know d- who we haven't talked about though. Adam Ernie. Tyler Bertuzzi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. We've talked so much about Ernie. 
Um, yeah, let's talk about Bert. Talk about Bert because I know you and I both love Bert. Like, yeah, a lot. yeah. And I like the guy's a junkyard dog. You know, like that's his whole thing. But seeing him leave, he he got sent to Boston <laughs> for a first round pick and a fourth round pick. Why are you saying it like that? Do I sound broken? <laughs> oh, the part that no. broke me the most about Bertuzzi was seeing him in the Boston uniform with his fucking Red Wings elbow pads on underneath. Oh, that I hurt. Got, I got hurt when I saw the Larkin press conference where he like oh, yeah. broke down in tears. And Larkin's Instagram post too, showing them from like the development camp. That, like, as much as I'm, I just said all the things that I just said. Like, it is still they're still human beings, and like seeing. The, you know Larkin so heavily affected by like losing his friend and yeah we like Bert too it's it's sad but at the same time I am really happy that he landed in Boston because they are right now they have the best odds to win the Stanley Cup and I think he's a really good fit for their team as well I think he you know what here's how I would describe my relationship with Tyler Bertuzzi okay let's go Ready? let's go we've been we've been together for a while yeah and um, you know, we've dealt with a couple health scares here and there, mm-hmm. uh, a couple little disagreements, you know, but nothing, nothing too crazy. You <laughs> were always there for me. We you had were... some issues during COVID. We had some COVID issues, some financial issues before then, but like, you know. What's the financial issues? There was like that contract dispute where they like, it took forever to get them signed. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, like, you know, we, we've been through thick and thin together and like when the, when the going got tough, you were always there for me. Yeah. But I know there's an amazing, you found an amazing job opportunity out in Boston. Right. And you would regret it for the rest of your life if right. you didn't go. So I want you to, you know, always keep me in your heart. Maybe Aww. one day we could be together again. Aww. But, you know, follow your dream. I'm Get what, mm-hmm. get what you deserve. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like, I'm, I will miss him, but at the same time, I... I think that he's going to be – I mean, I already – I was watching the highlights from the game yesterday against the Rangers. He's already – just imagine playing with fucking the roster that the Red Wings have and then being able to play with fucking Brad Marchand and shit. And I don't know. I feel I'm, – I'm, I'm happy for the dude. I'm happy. I hope that – Those two are going to be mean motherfuckers together. Yeah. Like – that's you yeah. have a, a junkyard dog squad there. Now he just joined the dog pound, man. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. He was a stray fighting on the mean streets of Detroit, and a dog like somebody adopted him, and he's like, "Welcome to the pound." And then somebody on Twitter was like, "Oh, we're gonna be so weak without him." I'm like, "We are so weak with him. We haven't even talked yeah. about that." Like soft, you mean? Okay. Yes, like we are so soft, and I'm pretty sure now that we've we've covered all of the the Red Wings. Oh no, last one before I get into how we're soft. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunny for a fourth round pick. Also, we'll miss that fucking guy. Yeah, I really like him. He he played a lot of different. I really like that he like wore a lot of different hats with the organization. And he's a you know he's, he's won Stan, Stanley Cups or a Stanley Cup with uh, the Blues. So. I, I I see his value, and I, he was always a guy that we thought could get dealt. Like me and you, we talked about him every time yeah. we considered like trade packages. We've always wanted to lump him in there. So, you know, I like his vibe. He kind of yeah. has that like Luke Glendening like work ethic. Oh, interesting he, comparison. You know, he'll like he'll he'll he's a dog. Oh, speaking like, of getting hurt by people getting traded, Luke Glendening, I loved him. Oh, 
I love Luke Lindenning. Luke Lindenning is, for me, like, he could have been, like, a Larkin. Really? Like, not skill-wise. Let me preface. Oh, like, Michigan like- boy, like, bred. I watched him play at Michigan. Like, Do you know his, like, whole story? You gotta be more specific. Um, so he was, like, he was undrafted. And yeah. he literally just, like, I, I was reading an interview by him, and he just works his ass off to get... Like anywhere, That's yeah. All he does, I love that. And I, yeah, just again for the record, I'm not saying he's like Dylan Larkin skill wise, but I like that. You're saying like like uh, icon wise, like figure, like how Justin Abdelkader was, where it was like Michigan boy, you know, came in. And... Oh yeah, Abby, but he was yeah. he's a Sparty, so I like him less. Mm, I didn't know that. I thought Luke Glendening was a Sparty. No, he's a Wolverine. Okay. Anyway, Sonny. You will be missed, but I think you're going to be just fine. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's always room on NHL rosters for guys like Oscar Sundquist. True. And Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, if you really think about it, I was thinking about, like, the um, Verona-Mantha trade. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody try to say, like, oh, that trade was just a lose-lose for both sides. What? False. Here's why. We did the, when the initial trade, we got the first and second round pick. That first round pick was used to acquire Kosa. The second was used to move up in the draft. Yep. And I believe we got a third in exchange, and that became Dmitry Buchelnikov, who's crushing it in we the Russian to, leagues. We need to rescue him. We do. Three one three three one three hockey goes to Russia to kidnap Buchelnikov and bring him to the promised land. And here's where things get even crazier. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Wouldn't that be cool? Like a heist mission? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. Sign me up. Um so they get yes. they get Richard Panic back. Oh my god. And then they flip Richard Panic and a draft pick to the Islanders for Nick Letty. And then Nick Letty becomes Jake Wallman, Oscar Sunquist, and a second round pick this draft. You just so big brain like, everybody. Galaxy brain for Anthony Mantha, you got a bunch of shit. And Mantha's you got Jake. not great. Anymore. Oh, he's bad. The yeah. Caps want him traded. The Caps are like... like and just the... a question, like, why are our fangirls not fiending over losing Mantha? I feel like he had the same sort of... I think they weren't around for that time. Uh... Like, I think a lot of people jumped on when, like, Verona came over. Oh, that makes sense. If if you're new to the game and like you're just starting to, like loot, like if it's the, f- I guess we have also a different view because we've been watching the Red Wings for so long. So we've yeah, seen, we were jaded. Yeah, if you're a new fan and you're seeing now like for the first times, your players like that you've been watching get traded. I get that too. That's a different experience, and I didn't actually think about that. So look at that. We're learning three one three hockey discovers empathy. Fuck off. I mean, you already um, told me I'm vinegar, I'm confrontational. You got the dog in you. <laughs> no, I called you bad cop, too. Oh, my bad. Um, also, if this is your first time experiencing a trade deadline where you lose all your favorite players, get used to it. There's going to be something yeah. different every year. Don't and get like, attached. The fucked, <laughs> listen to how fucked up this is. Like The fucked up thing is my favorite player, as you all know, Cider, um, he's safe. Like we we have heard and we know that that is the vision to build this team around our young guys. But when his next contract is up, then I'm gonna be having the same fucking worries, and I'm gonna have to consider that Cider will get traded one day. Maybe I hope not, but 
that is something that can happen. And some people just don't want to think about that. But I have to, or I'll kill myself. Anyway. <laughs> totally normal transition to <laughs> Definitely not alarmist here. Jake, Jake's <laughs> hair definitely didn't just turn gray hearing that. Uh, okay. Um, we should probably let's let's finish up our trade deadline segment by talking about a couple hardcore facts. Oh, this is gonna be the good. Wings now have five picks in the first two rounds of the 2023 draft and three in the first two of 2024. Get rid. Let of me them. repeat that. Five, five draft picks in the first, like, 50, 60 picks this year, and then three in the first two rounds, so around 60-ish picks next year. That's a lot. That's a lot of picks. That's good. But I feel like, are they going to use them, or are they going no. to flip the deck? They better I feel like they're flip. going to flip them. They fucking better. So I was looking at, like, people who you could potentially, like, flip them for or offer sheet, yeah. and I'm wondering if the Rangers are going to be in a really tight situation. Alexi Lafreniere needs a raise. No, he doesn't. He needs a demotion. Well, he's been playing like shit because he's stuck on the third line. So I'm wondering, like... You think that's the issue? I would say that's one of the issues. I don't think Gerard Gallant's system is, like, very good for him at all. Like, he's like if... if... I don't want to Zadina him. I don't want to be like, oh, he's like Zadina, but, like... He kind of is. He's... He kind of is. I feel like he just needs a fresh start. And could we, we, could we fix him? I think part you put me in a room with him for a couple hours, he's going to come out with a brand new outlook on life. And Probably thinking, oh, thank God, I don't have to live like this guy. Um, I was going to go a different direction, <laughs> and I'm really glad that I'm not going to. Okay. So overall trade deadline-wise, though, like, what do you what, – what grade, what letter grade would you I was just this? about to ask you that. I'd say B-. minus. I think that's respectable. B minus is good. Cause like we got the value that we that we could out of guys like Heron. We you know, we got huge overpay with Heronic. We got good pay for Bertuzzi. Mm-hmm. Kind of underwhelming for Verona. Incredibly underwhelming. Well. And then Sonny got about what I would expect. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean it's hard to, to give any different of a grade considering we we still won't know about Verona and I think, yeah, the rest of the trades I was pleased with. And, you know, Steve Eiserman also said that he's not going to be um, a seller this year. So that's – Are a, you a buyer, you mean? A buyer, yeah. And yeah. the offer, for example, for Hronik, he just couldn't say no to. So that's what happened there. Yeah, he said something about, like, it being, like, a non-negotiable statement. Like, he'd already right. made up his mind. Too good, to, too good to say no. Which is good because I was worried that, like – I, and I don't think he was going to do anything like silly, but a lot of the fan base is like, we should be buyers this deadline. We should be doing this. And after watching those two Ottawa games, I'm like, we shouldn't be doing dick. We are not yeah. at their level yet. We at one point, are so okay. I I got it. We we got to talk about those Ottawa games. Holy fuck! That was the Do downfall. <laughs> that is why. That is why the Byzantine Empire fell. Holy cow! Those those were like. Those the, there were points at that game. I think it was the second game where I was like, "This is just straight up not fun to watch right now." Well, you like, didn't I'm not even your time. you didn't even fucking watch. No, I I turned it off after the first. Period yeah, you're smart. So, you you, the, you care about your mental health. The refing on both of those games was some of the worst I've ever seen, and 
yeah, I'm not one to usually bitch about NHL refs because, like, you know, they're just trying their best. But, Are like, those games, there were points where it straight up felt like game management. Yeah, that was well, terrible, first of all. But also, like, it's so hard for me because, one, that refing in the officiating and those, both those games were so bad, but equally as bad were the Red Wings. So it's like, yes, the refs were bad, but there's, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, we were never going to win that game or even we're soft. They bullied us. They outskated us. They outplayed us. And I was sick to my stomach watching us get beat up on, and besides Bertuzzi fighting, um, nobody, nobody did anything. Yeah, no one stood up for themselves. And Ben Chirot's supposed to be this big, this big oh, guy, yeah. you know, this tough guy. Where was he when the fighting started? Where, where was he when um, what's his name? Brady Kachuk skated oh. up to the bench and was like, "Who wants it?" I'm like, "You really want to like just let that guy walk around?" You know, you that gotta humble him. So mad, like I wanted to get out there and just whack I'm him glad in the face. Larkin like dummied him at one point, but it like it just was like, too little, too late because the guy just scored. So like, yeah, and I think Ryan Hanna said it best. It's like if you're gonna deal with a team like that, and both of those games, at least for me, felt very much so like a playoff series. Um, you have to do one of two things: one. You either ignore it and just play your game and play it well, or two, you fucking drop the gloves and you give it what you got to give it. But they didn't really mm-hmm. do either of them. They did something in between, and it made us look very weak, and it was very frustrating to watch. It's like they couldn't they couldn't make up their minds on what they wanted to do, right? Because at some points, I'm like, okay, they're getting tough, like they're yeah. they're starting to you know fight back, and then it was like, oh no, they're gonna they're stick gonna to their power system. And, yeah, yeah, I don't. Very it was just weird. really frustrating. I think it's proved to me. When I first, when we first started the season, I was like, "Oh, we're about the same level that Ottawa is right now in terms of our rebuild." No, yeah. we're definitely not. We're well, not at the same level that they are or Buffalo yeah. right now. Yeah, you're not. And it's not a bad thing. Like, it's good to know like where you stand, and that's fine. Like, you know, if we need another year, if we need another two, I'm I'm fine with that too. But like, I don't want to jump the gun before it's too late. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I mean, those games were very clear signals that. After after we lost so badly both nights, Steve, I, I tweeted right after the L2. I was like, yeah, we're going to see some moves tomorrow because that was the signal to say, hey, we're not making a playoff push this season. And we're yep. not. We're truly not. And we're like, not serious. And if you're getting like demolished by Ottawa, who's still not even in the playoffs yet. Right. Like who's, who's not even close to a lock yet. They still might like miss it this year too. But they still like, four really important points from us. Those were incredibly important games. And it was a good test to see like, you know, when the pressure's on, can this team live up to the expectations? And they could not. Right. Yeah. That was the setting. I, I was getting, I think the part that like really just made me almost give up was, um, in that second game, mm-hmm. Dominic Kubelik scores a goal. Mm-hmm. Travis Hammonick comes up and just starts wailing on him just for no reason. Yeah. They both get offsetting penalties. Yeah. And then later on, uh, Tim Stutzler gets a nice little breakaway. You love and somebody like game. tries to nudge him off the puck, and he does the most incredible Olympic dive I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I held up a 10. Yeah. That was the form was impeccable. I can't remember in this one. It was the one that got him the penalty shot. Oh, yes. I do remember that dive. Would you want him on the Red Wings? 
Stutzler. I, fuck yeah, I would. Okay, I just want to make. <laughs> I sure. would want Tim Stutzler immediately. You just want to say his name more. I do. I think it's a cool little name. It sounds like a uh, like a pastry. Yes, I'll take a Stutzler. It's like um, Strudel. Yeah, it's it's a cool like he's a, he's a really good player, but like we're just gonna collect I, all the German speakers. He just he's a diver man. Yeah. I, there was a video, there's a game of him against Seattle where he dove, and then a game afterwards where they're playing, and one of the guys who plays for this, the Kraken were like, "Hey, nice dive there, Timmy. You want to try that again?" <laughs> <laughs> there was some diving yesterday too during that island Islanders. Oh, the Islanders are bad for it too. Cal Clutterbuck is like a supreme diver. But yeah, like Olympic team. Just between the game management and the way the wings played like shit, like yeah. you know, both realities can be true. Yeah. It was just it was embarrassing. I felt like I had to put a yeah. paper bag on my head. And then like all of the, the Sens fans were like dunking on everybody on the replies on Twitter. Oh, I didn't read uh, those, thank god. Oh my god, they're they're relentless. I know because they're like that? funny little meme they're like a funny little meme team or whatever, but a like meme team. I don't I used to feel that way, but now I hate them. Like I'm Yeah. Uh, they're, they're gonna they're become quickly, a rival for us. They're quickly becoming already. a rival. Fuck. I kind of dig that, though. So I'm excited. Annoying. And I'm really glad, because I was supposed to go out to those games. I was going to drive out there, but I'm really glad that I didn't. Like, Lord knows we need more rivalries in this league. And I think right. an inter-divisional rival like that, where we're on the similar trajectory with our rebuilds, mm-hmm. or we're there ahead of us right now, but, like, you know, we're, we're both going to be good around the same time. Like, that's a really good thing for the league, and that's a yeah. good thing for the Wings. And, it's, and now you have a villain, too. Now we have Brady Kachuk as a villain. He's so easy to be a villain in his face. He's got that, that like, Kentucky, <laughs> Appalachian, like, <laughs> you know, uh, my mom. I'd like you to meet my, meet my wife. My, I'd like you to meet my wife and sister, and, and there's just one person. woman standing yeah. there. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, he's got some Habsburg in him. <laughs> you will never get tired of that. He does. He looks like it. Everyone, if you're not familiar with the Habsburg family, Google them and look. Just tell me he doesn't look like he's. They ascended. the Habsburg family literally inbred themselves into extinction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Brady, if you want to come on the show and talk about um, the the health issues that you've accrued from being part of an inbred family, we'd okay. love to have you. Brady, um, your brother matched with me on Tinder for two minutes when he was in Detroit. Nice. You knew this. I didn't know it was Matthew. Yes, you did. I sent you screenshots. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. Brady has now become, like, public enemy number one with the Wings fan base. Would you agree? Mm. Who do you think is, like, the most hated player on other teams for the Wings fan base? Oh, Jamie Benn. Yeah. I yeah, that's think a pretty good answer. You mean current players, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, all time it's going to be Claude Lemieux forever, but, yeah. like... That is so – that's a good example. I was thinking him – a lot of people don't like Marshawn, but, I mean, that's like a league-wide thing. Yeah, he didn't do anything to us in particular. If Brady does any more, like, dick moves, sure like, if he, he injures a, like, good player, then – yeah, I don't really think he's going to – like, it's not really his style. I think he's a shit stirrer, and so, he, someone's going to yeah. stir his shit, but not on our I am, team. I want to see him – get under Trevor Zegers' skin because I just want to see that guy like just go eight. That's I guarantee you like like Trevor Zegers versus Brady Kachuk for me is like if the Paul brothers were to fight each other in a boxing <laughs> it's the same like it's there one either way, no matter who wins, we win because they're gonna beat the shit out of each other. Didn't somebody wasn't it Jake Paul wants to like box Evander Kane? Really? Or somebody at Evander Kane was like, oh I'm gonna fight you. 
And I'm like, yeah, good job, Evander Kane. Like, let's go, dumbass. Okay, like, <laughs> charity event. Let's like, raise- honestly. Go ahead. We should do it. No, I was going to say. Fight night. Fight night in the D. But I mm-hmm. fight Evander Kane. I think that'd be pretty good. I'd, I'd watch that. And we'll collect bets like a horse race on who people think are going to win. <laughs> I want to be the guy running around with, like, the like uh, the, the betting board and, like, the wad of cash. You got to have suspenders on. Do. Stripes suspenders. Yeah. And so a cigarette constantly burning. A Panama hat. Yeah. With a little <laughs> piece of paper sticking out of it. I don't even need to fight Evander Kane. It could be someone else. What do you think we the Wings need to, like, make this team tough? Like, do they need, like, a Tom Wilson type? Do they need, like, I mean, a culture yeah. change? Like, I don't know. I mean, a Tom Wilson type wouldn't hurt, but it's just, I feel like mm-hmm. that's such an easy thing to say, you know? Um, I think it's a culture thing, honestly. I think a lot of the players yeah. are, like, afraid of standing up for themselves. Bergeron. I notice that the most with him, he just gets bullied. Yeah. Just like a little boy. He looks like a little boy getting checked and shoved around. Yeah, you know, he's a rookie in his first No, I know, he's a baby. He, yeah, we just, we need like a, you know, we just need like a big defenseman who's going to hit really hard too, like what Ben Chirot was supposed to be. Well, I will just take a defenseman at this point. (laughs) Let's not, (laughs) like I I had tweeted, I had tweeted like a week ago. I'm like, listen, with these moves, I'm not going to say I'm cheesed until the end of the trade deadline. And if we still don't sign a defenseman, then I'm cheesed and I'm cheesed. You're telling me that you're not a big fan of the Robert Hag experience. You know what, Jake? That's exactly what I'm telling you. I don't strap want... in, baby. We're going <laughs> Hag Express. I don't want Hag or Lindstrom or Osterley on this team, and that's literally half of our top six. Sherrod, we're sad. That's with. Now, oh. in terms of upcoming defenseman free agents, let me I read you a Quinn couple Hughes. names. Well, Quinn Hughes is an RFA, and he just signed a big deal. I would love to have him, but here are your options right now. Oh, God. Matt Dumba. Okay, I could, I could hear Matt Dumba. Um, Damon Severson. Eh. No. Jake Gardner. Eh. Eh. Kevin Shattenkirk. Oh, yeah, I'd take him, and he's a vet. vet so He's old now. I know. John Klingberg. But we need that. I don't, Klingberg is fine, don't, too. Rodko Gudas could be pretty good. Oh yeah, because he's like Gudas. he's tough. I mean, he's, he's, he's really gonna... good. I, he's on the, he's on the Panthers, right? Yeah, yeah. Perhaps that'd be an option. I could get behind that. Oh, Vladislav I really like Gavrikov. That. Yeah. Okay. I think we got some options here. I'm I'm not terribly worried now that I'm looking at this. I was a little more like Doomer when I was reading a lot of it, but yeah, that that's nice. Thanks for bringing that up. Actually, thanks for doing your homework and providing me with this information. I'm happy to help. We can get tough next year. We just I think Carter Mazer, if he makes it, could be really oh, good. Oh, yeah. But I don't want him, you know, like he's still going to be a baby. And, you know, yeah. a lot of people are saying this brings room for Edvinson to come up and whatnot. But I don't know if he's even ready. Also, the speculate we haven't even talked about, you know, the speculation behind why Adam Ernie was called up instead of, like, Soderblom. Would you have wanted to see Soderblom over Ernie? I think there's a reason why they called him up beforehand. I think I want to take, I wanted to have Soderblom up, but like, I feel like maybe there's something that he needs to learn a little more or like work on his consistency. Like, let me pull up the Griffin stats right now so we can get a, get more a feel for how Soderblom season's gone. Um, Ernie, I mean, Ernie, you already know what you're going to get with Ernie. Eliteness. Eliteness. And you know what? 
for what it's worth, that man does play with grit. And I feel like if he was in the game against Ottawa, we would have had a little bit more of an edge, even if that's not skill-wise. But just, he is a dog. He has the dog mm-hmm. in him. We know that. It looks like Soderblom was out for like a long time. Yeah. But in 19 games, he has eight points. It's all right. For a first year in Grand Rapids, that's not terrible. But like, well, I think they're probably looking at, you know... How do we get him? How, how do we right. get somebody that can like help with the scoring? Because now we're like bleeding. Uh, we're bleeding because we're missing Bertuzzi. We're missing Verana. Like you know, two of our we highest were scoring them forwards for a lot of the season anyway. Through oh, for sure, player assistant. So I, I'm scrolling through the stats and I forgot that Philip Zadina played a couple games down here, dude. Like as a conditioning stint, Zadina has an issue that some men have and he cannot finish oh his performance anxiety no he can't finish he's a... yeah that's sad maybe he'll you know you can work on that you just got to get to some therapy do you know how many you know how much wonders i think would help hockey players if they just all went to therapy how about humans as, as in general Yes, I, that's actually like one of my laws I have for dating. From I now on. also like, will not date someone if they don't go to therapy. Yeah, you know, I've, have you ever dated somebody that doesn't have like depression or any sort yes. of mental illness? My it's my last weird. ex, he was so neurotypical. It made me, uh, yeah, it's weird. I dated the sweetest teacher for a while, and she was and you just, tainted her. You think you're the like this, you think you're the good cop, but you're the bad cop. Oh, I was the problem in this relationship yeah. for sure. But like, she's very sweet, very nice. I still wish her the best, um, even though we don't talk. But like, she didn't have any sort of mental ills until I came along. What'd you give her? I don't know. Trauma. Oh, no. God. I don't know. I that probably made her really sad because like oh we were God. together for a while. But um, I don't know why I'm going on this tangent here. Speaking I'm... of trauma. <laughs> Let's talk about the other notable trade trades from the trade deadline, and we can be done with that bit. So, other notable trades: the trauma induced Kane to Rangers. Something. Yeah, we all knew that was coming. Exactly. Yeah, let's just blitz through these. I'm ready to like, blitz. Meyer. That mid. Um, sorry, I'm I'm just gonna finish the Kane bit really quick. Okay, go uh, ahead. Mid return for Chicago. Very funny. Um, Kane played like shit and also got sensed like we did. On his first game, he had they got like dummied by Ottawa. Oh yeah, so Ottawa's like on fire right now, which good for them. But anyway, no, not good for them. Bad for them then. Thank you. <laughs> Timo Meyer um, finally decided where he's gonna go. Well, not him, but whatever. He's off to holy the devils. Holy shit! The, the Devils are really good now too. I think it's gonna be nice to watch. Imagine if the Rangers play the Devils in the playoffs. Oh my god, that playoff series must be watch every electric. game. Electric, yeah. But I would have wanted Timo Meyer, obviously. So rip. Um, Tanner Janot went to Tampa Bay for whatever. Way, way more than like any other player did this deadline. I would. I guess I get it. Because like. That's what Julian Brisebois does. He gets his depth picks and pays, you know, an arm and a leg for them. Yeah. And I guess he's got this guy for a while, but, like, holy overpay. Thank you, Julian Brisebois, because your overpay probably helped us to set the market for Bertuzzi. Yeah, for sure. Uh, or- Orlov and Hathaway to Boston. I guess this one's a little bit older. They, This is when the Unreal. Caps gave up. This, <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, the Caps, right? 
Uh, yeah, I would have liked a guy like Hathaway, too, because he's, like, again, one of those, like, tougher guys. You know, he's not going to back down. Dmitry Orlov is really good. He's playing... A bit, the the Bruins fans keep calling him, like, Dmitry Bobby Orlov. Oh, God. <laughs> that is so annoying. Yeah. He's playing really good, though, so... Well, I not mean, that but, good. <laughs> not good holy. enough to be fucking compared to Bobby Orr. <laughs> holy fucking Christ. Yeah, Gustav, Nick, Lidstrom, Lindstrom oh, is playing really well. That had the potential to be epic. Are you kidding? Also, it really it bothers right there. me. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people call Lindstrom Lidstrom or when people call Lidstrom Lindstrom. Oh, it drives me crazy. It drives me They're like, wow. nuts. Somebody the other day was like, wow, Nick Lidstrom still plays for the Wings. I'm like, no, dumbass. There's a letter right there. I mean, if you don't watch, I I, I understand. I, I, saw, I was with my grandparents this weekend, and my grandpa used to watch the Wings when they played at the Olympia. And then he he, he doesn't really follow anymore. But he when I, we were watching the game together, and he goes, did anyone ever replace Gordie Howe? And I said to him, never, grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> He's not replaceable. No, how could you? Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, Jacob Chikrin went to Ottawa. The, the arms race continues. They got him for less than we spent to get. He should have just come to Detroit, man. Yeah. Whatever. And then. Well, we could have had him. Quick. Uh, (laughs) He was in Ohio for like a second. He's like, fuck this shit. Now he's a. (laughs) That's the, that's the smartest thing a man can do when you get to Ohio is you get out of there as soon as you can. You know, what's crazy is he never actually left his house in LA. Good. Good for him. He literally, like, called Columbus and was like, trade me. Like, mm-hmm. sorry, I'm, I'm not playing here. He's like, so, I am but... not playing there. Good for him. So they sent him to Vegas. Now Quick gets to be in his villain arc, going against his old team, oh, yeah. probably, in the playoffs. And it's like, I, for the most part, it's all of these players who are decent in the West coming to the East. So this is at least, like one of the ones he stays in the west it's so i don't even want to talk i'm gonna save this for next episode but the disparity between the west and the east we we need to discuss it but not right it's now. it's not even close yeah, yeah. like um save that. like save what it what was i gonna say there's i won't no I won't, it's not about the west and the east um at what point when you were seeing all these trades come in with like players coming to the east yeah. were you like okay maybe we shouldn't try to make the playoffs I didn't feel that way until the first Ottawa game. When I saw Vlad Tarasenko come over, I was yeah. like, what? what?" And then the Orlov thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. It's so so we're, even if you make the playoffs, like, Meyer you're, you're going to New cream. Jersey. Mm-hmm. Ugh. All right, uh, and then last but not least, Rasmus Sandin from the Toronto Maple Leafs to Washington. I don't know if you're familiar with Sandin at all or if you've like yeah. watched him play, but getting him moved, I was like, what was bro cooking? What what were you thinking? Why would you move on from that guy? I like, don't know, man. They didn't they didn't replace him with much. Ugh. I, I wonder what Nick Alberga I was thinks. just about to say I can't wait to ask Nick Alberga and also re ask him the question if he thinks the Leafs are gonna get knocked out in the first round. Maybe he'll give a real answer this time. Oh, well, last time he technically said, uh, I'm looking at vacation packages already. (laughs) Ryan O'Reilly's hurt, by the way. Oh, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. So. Leafs fans also freaking about Shen. We didn't even talk about Luke Shen, but. Oh, my God. I forgot Luke Shen existed. I'll I'll be honest. (sighs) Well. I don't think he's that good. Anyway. fine. What do I know? Um, There were two X-Wings that got moved. Troy Stetcher, Troy Stetcher. Went from Arizona to Calgary, 
And then Gustav Nyquist, the goose, I is in Minnesota him. now. Getting okay, going back to what I said earlier, when New, when Nyquist got traded, that kind of hurt me because I he I loved him. He was great. He was great. Like to me, this core, this old core of like Hronik, Bertuzzi, uh, you know, Verana, kind of reminds me of like the that like Tatar, Stetcher, Anthony CU, like yeah. Oh, you know, these guys are good, but are they like good? Good? You know, are they the core? Right. Are they the answer? Right. And apparently, Steve Eisman doesn't think they're the answer. So, yeah. Do you okay? So this is a question that Nick asked us. Um, do you have have you lost faith in, in the Eiser plan? No, no. I kind of figured that this was the the plan from the start. Yeah. Like tear down everything Ken Holland built, pick up the pieces that look valuable, and then move on. Fair enough. I'm a little bit shocked at like the timeline i guess i'd say yeah like it's a little further on than i thought like i honestly thought like oh next season we're gonna be pushing for the playoffs and we still can i think there's that's still a possibility but well i think we also just got our hopes up we got teased with this run here at the end so Mm -hmm. i think we need to go back to reality land and go back to what we thought we were at like a month ago or two months ago but I don't want to go to reality I land. I want to live in delusion I world. Know. Delusion world is so fun, dude. We won the cup delusion like 10 dope. more times in my delusion world. I, you know what okay, else? So like, <laughs> you know what else happened in delusion world? Oh, no. <laughs> he picked Nemestikov back up. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, <laughs> there's this really weird phenomenon with Nemestikov that fans just always want him back. And I'm like... He was with the Wings for like a year and a half, maybe. And then people treat him like he's like going to the fucking Hall of Fame, man. Uh, there's a gif of him when he scored a goal where he like skates by the crowd and like flashes on his jersey, yeah. flashes the logo. Um, and I think that like immediately like that that to a lot of fans was like the scene in a romance like a romantic movie where it like shows the slow cut of the girl turning and smiling yep. and it plays like at last yeah like <laughs> yeah it I, I don't get it i don't oh yeah shit nemesnikov moved too forgot about that so vlad nemesnikov was with tampa bay got moved to san jose where he was immediately moved to winnipeg so now he's been he's played for like he might come back team. in the off season. Oh god, um, he's he's good. I mean, he's like a good depth guy, but it's like, he, why are we why are we really that into the fourth line guy? You know, what I, I mean, mean? It's not, you can be into the fourth line guy, but him, I know I have no beef with, with him. Ernie. It is different the way that we thirst over him and mm-hmm. the way that he slid into our DMs. Ugh. Right. Oh yeah. And um, we made a joke on our Twitter um, where we made fun of Helene St. James because the the day, I think the day Verona was waived and got yeah. made to the minors, she takes a picture of like the poster with him on the LCA walls, and she's like, "Jacob Verona poster still hanging at LCA. He's already been waived, cleared, and sent to the minors." Yeah. And so we found so the Adam Ernie poster and said, "Adam Ernie poster is sent on the uh, you know like." The exact template. Yeah. And Ernie messages us and he goes, cold, guys. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, he wrote, that's cold, dot, dot, dot. That's cold. Bro, that broke so my had, heart. 
oh it made me so sad so we had to message him back and we're like no like we love you we're making fun of helene and he was like oh okay thanks <laughs> yeah and then no i and then i had responded because you were talking to him i was like we miss you and we love you and he i, I don't know if he responded or not but whatever we'll bring him back on the show again friend of the show before we wrap here jake just are oh, we what? i still have many no many topics what do you what do you want to talk about many things what how do you feel right now no <laughs> no how do you feel i feel fine about the Iser plan oh um i'm confusion like it's hard for me to <sighs> you sound like you're like doing one of those youtube apology videos where they're I'm having like, an aneurysm <sighs> No, I feel like this is all going to come together in like two years, but I will have less faith if we are not more successful next year. I just wonder what success looks like next year. Making the playoffs. If we don't make the playoffs next year, I'm going to be pissed. No, we're not going to get Bedard. If we get Bedard. We're not getting um, Bedard. How do you know? Jake? Remember what we talked about tempting expectations? Do you remember that chat that we had? Do you remember Delusion World? Oh, Delusion World. All right. Chat <laughs> me in, baby. Bedard, let's go. First line, Bedard. Second line, oh, Austin Matthews. Yes. Connor McDavid. Uh, Wait, you'd put then, it all from that bunch? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. It'd, be, it'd be McDavid, second line. Uh, but this is Delusion World, so I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> good point. Good point. I forgot about Delusion World. And they're all signed to league minimum salaries. Shut up, dude. <laughs> at least at least get the men paid. Right, okay, like three mil each. Alright, that's fine. Um yeah. Okay, so like who do you think was the biggest winner of the trade deadline? And who do you think the biggest losers were? Losers were Wings fans. No, I think the losers were like Philly. No, Vancouver. Um, Vancouver has no idea what the fuck they're doing. Vancouver's dicked. Um, winners, Calgary didn't do anything really. Boston won. Calgary didn't do shit. Minnesota didn't do much. Um, yeah, Boston's a winner. Panthers I would say. didn't do much either. No. A lot Rangers of teams are a winner. Sat still. Yeah, Rangers could be a potential winner. Tarasenko and Kane. That's I think. Fine. Yeah, I mean, it's like the best you can do with what Jersey you're Jersey got the, to uh, Meyer. Yeah, Devils are a winner. Um,. Who else? I, I think Arizona kind of took a small L with that chicken trade. So? I mean, they were trying to get rid of I him just, for so long. I just feel like they could have got more. Maybe. Um, I think Ottawa has a chance to be a they, they're either going to be a winner or a loser, and there's really like no in between. And I realize that's like Good such analysis. a generic like it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, but like, if they make the playoffs and Chikrin plays well enough, they're a winner. If they don't make the playoffs and then that pick becomes a lottery pick that gets Bedard to Arizona, then Ottawa is the biggest loser. Eh, I don't know. Counter Bedard for Jacob Chikram. That would be just objectively hilarious. But yeah, that's how I feel about the Iser plan. I also just hatched a plan that me and you are going to go to Nashville for the draft this year. That would actually be really tight. Okay, well, we're doing it. What day is the draft? I don't know. July. I think it's July. Usually, yeah, it's like the first week of July. I'm going to tell you exactly when. Wednesday, June 28th, oh. 2023 through Thursday, June 29th, yeah. 2023. I went, that is actually pretty doable. I went to the draft in Florida like eight, 
or nine years ago, which is really fun. I want to go party with all the journalists. Okay, let's like do they... it. Who? Which... Uh, if Sarah Siv goes, I was about to I would, say. I would drink with. I would. I would immediately party with Sarah Siv. Oh, she's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. All right. Max Boltman, I get, I get a beer with the Bolt. He just did um, a piece about the Motor City Rockers, and I talked about that on the, the solo episode when you weren't here. But that's, that's awesome. A, that's a oh, good, I love that. Yeah, that's a good um, a good time when you inevitably couple... move to Detroit. No, we are not extending this episode anymore. Why? I'm tired. Everyone's tired of listening to us. I don't think so. I think we could talk all day and people would listen. You, Can I ask you one more question? You're in delusion world, Jacob. I know. In delusion world. You are stuck in delusion world if you think that. This is like I feel like we've been talking for like three hours. I'm also hungover. So. It's been it's been two weeks since the Patrick Kane trade. <laughs> Five years since Timo Meyer got moved. A thousand years since Michael Bunting was birthed. <laughs> Why is that always um, funny? Like those jokes don't die. It's like making fun of British who else people. Doesn't die. Who? Yeah. <laughs> Michael Bunting. <laughs> okay, go um, on. Final question. Out of all of the the teams in the nhl right now who do you think is the most cursed i still canucks they have no direction no prospects i no bitches no bitches i think that toronto's also like forever cursed but like they're a different kind of curse they're like this is gonna uh, be their year jake (laughs) you think so yeah can i can we just like clip that sound clip and then play it in um like november 20 november of every year yeah this is gonna be their year this is gonna be their year i love it okay what do you think oh i guess toronto was your answer i think it depends on who they play in the playoffs too well they play tampa they're fucked really i feel like they could maybe be at least go to another g7 this year they got dismantled by vancouver last night oh yeah vancouver Imagine getting the being the most cursed franchise and getting destroyed by the mo- even more most cursed franchise. That's just a sad, okay. a sad hockey night in Canada is the Leafs versus the Canucks. Speaking of a sad hockey night, um, <laughs> it is the night of this episode, and, and we're talking about still, hockey, and, and we're both sad. <laughs> it's the night of this episode, and all is still on Broad Was Street. Was the night exactly. of the episode. And all on Woodward Avenue. No, it's on Broad Street tonight against the Flyers. Broad Street. Broad Street Bullies. I wish they were still the Broad Street Bullies. I wish they were fun. They're kind of like rancid. Besides Gritty. Gritty's fun. Gritty's Gritty's cool. Oh, did you... Sorry, one more thing. Did you watch any of the trade deadline panel and see, like, Bruce Boudreaux? Oh, I did. He looked so jolly and happy. He's so precious. And all of his colleagues on TSN were also saying, like... Oh, and you, you know, you were on the, whatever, on the other side, and we're so happy that you're here now, and it was so wholesome! I know. I wanted to hug him. I want to hug did him. You, did you see the video, the music video they made, too? Uh-uh. They made a music video about, like, playing, like, crap to get Counter Bedard. And it was very corny. It to me. But I also kind of, like, admire the fact that they leaned into the bit. Oh, yeah. I'll see if I can he find it. He seems like a good sport. Mm-hmm. He seems- I like Brucey. Like a good cuddler. He would want to, I feel like, be Big Spoon. I feel like he'd be, like, just a nice little grandpa, you know, who's like, hey, I carved you this. And he, like, hands you a little wood-carved, like, horse. Mm-hmm. I feel He's like, like he, I made this for you. He would make a um a, a wood rocking chair. 
Yeah, I could see that. Old Brucey. And he would wear Carhartt overalls, but like old ones before it got gentrified. He's the like, it ain't much, but it's honest work. Oh, like he's that it really is. And he has like a piece of straw hanging out of his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> he's sitting back on his uh, on his bench. Like oh this. yeah, he has his fingers intertwined on his. Do you know belly. the like? If he grew up in Louisiana, he'd be like that oh, dude's water boy who's like. We can just make him from Alberta. It's like the same thing. Yeah, I could see that. He might actually be nice. from Alberta. I have no idea where he's from. Bruce, I would. I love bet to you he's get from the GTA. Let's check. Have you ever heard the story about? I think I've I've already mentioned this on the show, but the story about him in like Minnesota yes. when the fire alarm went off. Yes. If you oh he's from <laughs> Toronto. Oh okay. He's he's the same height as me. Oh. Oh. Oh, his brothers' names are Barry and Brian. Barry, Brian, and Barry? Bruce Boudreau. That's so Canadian. <laughs> They're all like the most Canadian names. And he has sons, Ben and Brady. Wow, they really like the bees. We should um, see if we can reach out to him. I would love to have him on the show. I think it would that be That really would be funny. so cute. I want to hear all the sweet old man stories. If he comes on the show, I'm going to ask him if he wants to be Big Spoon or Little Spoon. Oh, he'd be like, what's a spoon? No, he's like, a, stop. Canada isn't that fucking. He'll go, oh, I, I could get you a Big Spoon. You know, I make a lot of oatmeal in the morning. Like, All right. Rancid. No, I feel like he's. I feel like he's the grandpa that would like make pancakes. He'd get like the cute little oh, like, he heart would. shaped pancakes, or he'd try to make like a Mickey Mouse pancake I love for him. you. We love you, Bruce, Bruce Boudreaux. Bruce Brady. Words are hard. Bob and Bob. Whatever. Barry. Whatever. Anyway, we love you guys at Three One Three Hockey, <laughs> and take care. We're not burned out. Everything is good and happy. Bye bye. <laughs>